Hello again. Uh, welcome to Cabra Matters. Uh, this is our regular podcast uh, uh, at Cabra Matter Anglican Church. Uh, I'm Rob, uh, joined by Will, Hien, and Rena. And uh, this week we are um, coming to uh, the third last uh, kind of segment for our book in t- uh, our podcast in Tactics, which is re- written by Gregory Kukul. And uh, this week uh, we're dealing with two particular principles um, called Steamroller and Rhodes Scholar. Uh, and when I was reading this, I found um, why why I found these uh, why we need these chapters. Uh, it's two particular reasons. Um, one is how do we deal with someone who constantly interrupts us? Or if you've ever talked to someone who like they you talk to them, but they're not really actually there to listen. They're just constantly kind of butting in, constantly kind of asserting their point of view. Uh, constantly kind of drilling back questions in your direction. So how do you, how do you deal with someone like that? Uh, I would call that person a difficult person. Uh, what do you do in that kind of situation? Uh, and the other one, uh, which is how do you deal with scholarly opinions? Uh, so for me, as I was thinking about how does that work out in my life, uh, it comes in the form of you know, reading books, um, reading articles, or accepting feedback. Uh, what do we do uh, in those situations? Um, you know, do I take everything on board? Do I uh, accept it all? Uh, or you know how do I how do I deal with it? Um, and so w- again, while we uh, hope uh, these chapters, um, while we need these chapters, it's for those two things. But we also hope that it will help us in our uh, our Let's Go Twenty One uh, campaign, uh, which is we want our whole church to be able to go uh, and to pray for one, connect with one, and to proclaim to one. And that's originally why we had this podcast. Uh, this falls into the Connect segment, which is the helping our church connect with those around us. Now that's been complicated because of lockdown uh, and COVID, but nonetheless, we still hope that this will be, um, these will, will be principles that we can digest in the, fu- uh, so we can put into practice in the future as we seek to connect to people around us. Uh, because at the end of the day, we don't, we can't just, well, we can pray for them, but at some point they do need to hear the gospel and we want to get them to that point. We can't just uh, constantly be building the relationship. It needs to go somewhere needs to reach a point which is to read the bible pray with them and so as we do that we'll encounter all sorts of different people with all sorts of different conversations uh, and backgrounds and so that's how these principles fit in uh, we're hoping that it will help us enable us uh, to be better evangelists and ambassadors for jesus um, yeah and i think added added to that as well i think it'll help us to um i guess be able to deal with um, various types of people and we're sharing the gospel isn't it hmm. like i think this just having a read read of this book has just kind of like given me ideas and helped me reflect on like previous experiences and what i could have done better hmm. and um it means that yeah in the future if i if i face a similar person um who does some of these things then i'm, I'm better equipped to be able to hmm. defend the gospel yeah yeah, and as I certainly think about like different people I've come across, like reading this book has forced me to remember those conversations and it's kind of painful, uh, but yeah. good because yeah, like just for example, with that first one, which is the, um, how do you deal with someone who constantly interrupts? Mm. Like, so the, what I got out of the chapter, uh, would be, you can either kind of stop it. Like that's the kind of first tactic. You can stop the conversation and just kind of ask them, you know, can you let me re-engage can, in, a, in a nutshell, like stop it. Second thing is you could shame them and be like, Hey, like you're actually being really rude here. Um, and the last one is, well, if that still doesn't do anything, you can leave. I was like, I I've never thought of doing that with, okay. So this person that I'm thinking of is really close to me. Um, he has steamrolled me in the past. 
I would never think of kind of using those tactics. Um, but I don't know, maybe I could try uh, as a result of yeah. reading this chapter. Yeah, I'd be keen to see what actually happens. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I remember yeah. speaking to um, like a Muslim guy and I think the timing was bad because I was on mission and then we hung outside on after Friday prayers because, um, you know, Muslim people, they pray a lot and Friday is a big day where they go and pray like in the middle of the day as well. Hang around outside the, the prayer area and as they were coming out, we were just trying to talk to people about the Bible. <laughs> and then one of, the, one of the more senior guys, like I think he's like one of the leaders there, he came out and it was very aggressive, like in your face, spitting in your face, kind of like, you know, really aggressive. Um, and he was just... Was just steamrolling me just like you know what are you doing here and i was oh, i just want to talk about jesus in the bible and want to hear what you guys think and then he starts going oh you know he starts trying to debunk the bible mm. and and he has he had a he had a view right like with with islam they think that god's word um has to be in this original language which for, for them is arabic yeah mm. arabic yeah i think it's arabic um and so if you have translations of it it's tainted it's not god's word anymore um so you know why are you holding an english bible that's not god, like it's not god's word it's come it's it doesn't, not, it doesn't really come from god's word it's like you know based on some other english version or whatever and so he's just trying to like hammer me with that and i think yeah this this would have been helpful if i'd be like you know because every time i try to engage back and and, and answer his question he'll just come up with another point and then so for me like yeah would have been good if i had the the clarity to go oh you know um it seems like you're not allowing me to talk but if you could just let me finish my point and then you can come up with like okay i'm trying to ask you a question give me some time then maybe that would help diffuse the situation mm. um yeah but then i realized that at the end he was just he was just against us being there um and he had a prejudice against us so there was kind of no point in engaging at that point I don't yeah, remember yeah. reading this like in the chapter, but would you say this is more of like a last resort? Because if I was to like think back to earlier in the book, um, if we were to use the Colombo method, ideally you try to find the right question to steer the conversation to then persuade them. Because what makes me think like in that example that you've just shared is uh, there's a guy called Sam Green who has spent like over 20 years engaging with Muslims about Christianity. And he would say, rather than use the keywords like Bible or Jesus, uh, it's actually, just even Bible, don't use the word Bible, like say the law, the prophets, the, the Psalms uh, and the writings, for example, sorry, the gospel, the writings, the law, um, something like that. Like, and that, what that does is to someone who's like from an Islamic background, they'll hear that and think, wow, you actually know your Bible and a, the Bible's not just one book, it's several books and B, you actually know what you're talking about. And so instantly you've gained more respect in their eyes and they're actually more willing to talk to you as opposed to you know, steamroll you. Yeah, I think it was the context because um, he just thought we were like, um, I don't know, not being nice by hanging outside a, like a Muslim prayer gathering, trying to talk to people and change their beliefs or something. And so I was holding a Bible and he goes, um, goes turn to the con like turn to the front page. And he says, you know, why, why does it say, why does it say this is based off, because it was ESV, because well, why does it say that it's based off the RSV, right? Hmm. That, that, that's not, that's not, that's not God's word. Hmm. 
Yeah, and then he started challenging like all these things, like you know, if this is God's word, then why does it have like despicable things like rape and stuff in it? And then so he just kept like having throwing random points at me and then intimidating me as well. Mm. Um, and so like every time I tried to start answering, he'd just like throw something else at me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think at that point we realized that yeah, it's no, there's no point continuing talking with this guy. Mm. Um, we just let him have the last word and we just leave, kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah so i feel like yeah this is this is kind of like a last resort thing where i don't think like in my specific example i don't think i could i could ask him any more questions to help him calm down and engage with with um like a meaningful discussion yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. because i think like if i think about if he was a leader there it's kind of like we just finished church and then a bunch of jehovah's witnesses or mormons came and tried to like convert people from church you know like yeah and it's like you're not welcome here kind of thing please go away mm. yeah that's hmm. um yeah Hien, Rina, uh what do you like out of this chapter what else did you get out of it i feel like i was reflecting on um my own tendencies in conversation I sometimes I'm a bit guilty of being like a steamroller <laughs> where I just um just like there was, was like jumping around different thoughts like you're saying something and things are coming in so I have to have to slow down and sort of take things there but I think um yeah I just like when someone is like that like in my experience when I'm chatting with um some of my friends who are also girls and also sort of do a bit of that verbal processing sometimes there's no um we haven't yet landed on the deep question of that conversation or the purpose of that conversation. So sometimes we're having that conversation to like, to actually, yeah, talk about Christianity and some of the doubts they have. Um, but sometimes we're having a conversation because they're facing like an issue in life that they're like upset about and they've got to work through. Or like the um, the Muslim leader, right? Like he was having this conversation to, to intimidate you, to scare you off. He wasn't really interested in thinking through new things. So the purpose of the conversation is probably important to um, help you decide um, whether you do the, um, you know, whether you stop them or shame them or just um, or leave um, and try something else. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a good thing you pointed out there because I think like a person who steamrolls you, generally, right, they're not interested in the answers that you're going to give because if they are actually interested, then they would stop and listen. Mm-hmm. Right, but then, but then, uh, I think Greg, um, Gregory Kukul also mentions that there are like your your friendly um, steamrollers who who are just excited and they just have a lot of thoughts, and so stopping them on the tracks and go, oh, just let me finish my answer first, like mm-hmm. um, is, is actually helpful for them because then then it allows you to fin- complete your strand of thought and not be interrupted, and it's actually helpful for them. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's just, it, it's wise. It's, it comes down to wisdom in working out where they're coming from. Eh? Yeah. Sometimes I just need a reminder to slow down and, and go <laughs> on this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, 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 the chapters uh, do provide good tips on how to navigate uh, around those. I think I, re- I remember reading that, Sometimes it's not the 
the person you're 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 trying to stop steamrolling you, but the people around you listening in, and uh, it's it's helpful that if they see you be gracious but also uh, firm, mm. uh, it, it, it speaks volumes. Mm. But in, in my experience, <laughs> um, I, I I find that what what Esther was saying was that a lot of Christians in conversation are steamrollers. <laughs> And, and so I, my experience is I have a lot of steamroller experiences with Christians. Mm. <laughs> yep. And, and it's not so much I, I have this experience with non-Christians because when I do, rare, like it's rare, but if I do have some uh, 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 this kind of situation with a non-Christian, generally it's like, uh, like you know, they just want to get at you and, and not really want to listen. And so I disengage. I, I I just don't talk or yeah, don't don't entertain what they're trying to do. Yeah. So yeah, this chapter is helpful for me to say, okay, you can you can do it differently mm-hmm. instead of just disengage. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like disengaging can be can be good, right? Because I think like for me, um like I want to win as well. <laughs> right, so if someone's trying to steamroll me, then they'd like I'd buckle down and you know get get them back on a thing and try to win the argument. Um, but when that happens, then yeah, we're both arguing across across each other and it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And then and then I lose, right? Pretty much because I'm I'm supposed to be there to to represent Jesus, and here I am trying to <laughs> fight someone else, like and argue and you know. Um, it becomes a not really a yelling match, I guess, but we start to talk over each other. Um, it's happened a few times before, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's not good for 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 those who are listening in as well. If this was a a wider conversation, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and in one case it was, and I think it wasn't that great. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, it's interesting that um, you guys mentioned that. Yeah, sometimes as Christians we steamroll. Uh, it mm. just reminded me of an encounter I had back in Perth uh, a couple of years ago where. Um, so we were context, we were a group of Christians going to a person's place to provide access service. And then as that was happening, uh, we talked to the person and then try to evangelize them. And so this is an interesting initiative in that it was us as college students, uh, pairing up with a local kind of church, but then in the local church, that ministry was drawing people from all sorts of different backgrounds. So it wasn't just Anglican, it wasn't just Baptist, there were Pentecostals as well. And we were all kind of partnering together in this one day to go on this visit um, to this uh, elderly lady. Uh, So we went out over there. I was talking to one of the Pentecostal guys and we were uh, gardening, you know, pulling out some weeds, helping her vacuum, do a few other things around the house. And then at the end of it, this guy starts to steamroll her. Uh, He was basically just kind of pushing her into a corner and just kind of confronting her with Jesus and just like, you know, bring out questions of, you know, um, you know, remember last time we talked about Jesus, you know, sorry, it wasn't exactly steamrolling. It was kind of like a kind and gentle way initially, but then I could tell that she was starting to feel a bit kind of intimidated, a bit kind of forced back into a corner. And at that point I was like, huh, what do I do? It was interesting. Like, so by default, what I ended up doing was I, I stopped the the Pentecostal guy. Uh, like I kind of just intervened and just, um, I forgot what I said exactly, but I intervened and then eventually took over the conversation and started to talk to her and then she kind of settled down. And then at the end of it, it became, she was happy to accept like a Bible and to actually read it for herself. But 
yeah, it's just interesting. Like, I don't exactly remember the specifics, but um, that's what it reminded me of. And I guess as Christians, we can also be guilty of steamrolling, <laughs> especially if like with good intentions still, like we're trying to share the gospel with people, yeah. but it can really put people off if we steamroll them. <laughs> So yeah. Guess, yeah. yeah the first thought that came to my mind when you were talking about that story was like man you guys just undid all the social capital of helping the old lady by yeah. by steamrolling her yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like not not yeah so like you're you're the the other dude just like going on like that made that old lady oh, feel yeah. intimidated and it's like well you just undid all the other help that you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know all the weeding all the vacuuming yeah. and helping her out she has to endure a, a, a steamroll. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a good on you for intervening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it wasn't meant to be like shining a limelight on me. It just reminded me of that. But yeah. maybe the learning point is just being wise in our relationships and being wise in how we relate to people. I think so. It's more natural for some of us, but for some of us, it might take a bit more kind of thought and reflection, Yeah. which is what we're trying to do now. Like, <laughs> Have we done this before? Maybe we've steamrolled someone before. Yeah. yeah what can we do differently? next time yeah. yeah um so that was i guess one thing yeah like we took out of it um the other one was uh it's, he calls a Rhodes scholar which i was like i don't know what you're talking about but i'll just read it anyway um so my, my understanding of it correct me if i'm wrong is he seems to i'll summarize it in one word as evaluate so what he's trying to say is like when someone gives you, you know, an opinion, you need to evaluate it. Uh, it could be in an opinion or it could be an actual fact. Uh, you could just, you know, count, um, for example, with sermon feedback, you can count, oh, 50 people have given me praise, but one person's giving me harsh feedback. Uh, I'll just listen to the 50 who've given me praise and just be happy with myself versus listening to the one who's giving me harsh feedback. Like I think in terms, in the realm of, um, reading books or receiving feedback or talking to different people. Uh, we just need to consider what we're actually receiving um, rather than just kind of accept it and dismiss it. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's my understanding of it. Like, yeah, what, what did you guys take out of it? Like your understanding of what he meant by Rhodes Scholar? Was it, wasn't it about um, they can quote some someone or, or like has a big uh like yeah scholar <laughs> someone important um but they're not uh, <clears throat> uh it's not in the expert field they give they give an opinion that's not in the expert field is that is that the road scholar or is that just facts yeah, yeah i think, that's, I think, part I think of it. that's kind of related to what he was saying um yeah, I think I think like maybe the the most current and contentious one um, in our society at the moment is like you know you got to trust the science. Yeah, and so like I remember I don't know if you guys follow U.S. politics much, but um, Dr. Fauci is the Kerry Chan equivalent, um, but for the whole of the whole of the U.S. And Dr. Fauci was like, you know, you got to listen to what I'm saying because. I represent the science and if you disagree with me then then you're disagreeing with science right and and he's and the interesting thing is that he's he's made a lot of like random changes like he's at the beginning he said oh masks are useless trust the science and then and then a few months in he said everyone needs to wear a mask 
trust the science. <laughs> you know, if you disagree with me, you disagree with science. And I think Rhodes Scholar is similar. Like it's an appeal to to expertise. It's an appeal to like scholarship to kind of like buttress your point. Um, and so some people do that. Like some people just go, look, you know, um, there's a whole bunch of uh, academics that says Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Right. And then just because they can, there's a whole bunch of academics that say that um, doesn't mean that it is true. Right. And so uh, what, what Gregory is trying to point out in his book is how do we assess, assess um, arguments like that when people just bring out, you know, there's academics who say that there's academics who say evolution is, is real. There's academics who say, um, you know, uh, intelligent design, like God, like the, uh, God created the world as, as a designed world is not, mm-hmm. not true. So how, how do we then engage with that? Um, yeah. And I think one thing that I found helpful uh, was his distinction between is, is something like, because usually you see this in, in articles, right? Like you might read an article that refers to scholarship to make a point that, you know, evolution is real or like God, God doesn't exist or Jesus, Jesus um, didn't perform miracles or he didn't raise from the dead. And, and and they refer to scholarship there. And I think he, he goes, there's a distinction to be made. Is this article or this thing supposed to inform or educate? Right. And there's a distinction there between informing and educating. So informing is when you're just trying to tell me, tell me what to believe, right? You just tell me. And that's what a lot of articles are doing. They just, they have a belief and they want to just tell you, you should believe this. Jesus didn't rise from the dead, for example. Um, and educating is on the other, is on the other side where you tell me why I should believe, right? And so you give evidence, you give reasons and you, and you back it up with, with like firm reasoning and logic. And so, so for example, like, you know, you can, you can present these facts and you can interpret it differently um, based on your presuppositions, right? So you can go, for example, miracles, yeah? Did Jesus turn water to wine? And then if you, if you come with a belief that um, miracles can't happen, then you go, Jesus didn't turn water to wine. It was kind of like they, 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 they embellished the story and to make it up. Um, yeah, but then if you if you're if you come with a presupposition that you know, well, I trust our witness accounts and so on, then maybe you can go, you have space to go, or perhaps with the evidence there, mm-hmm. um, eyewitness accounts and and so on, that maybe Jesus did turn water into wine, maybe miracles did happen, kind of thing. So it sounds a lot like, think for yourself, <laughs> not just yeah. yeah, take someone's take someone's word for it. Um, I think so. Just be on be on the lookout for when someone just gives you an opinion rather than an actual fact, because um, otherwise we'll just yeah we won't be sound in our logic. Um, um, yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, Reina, did you have some thoughts on this? Thinking that the appeal is is um. Yes, it, it, it shows itself differently. Like I was thinking of um, in the beginning of COVID, like the, the things that were spread on WhatsApp about like avoid this area, avoid this and that, or this lockdown is coming. I know someone who's in government um, and those messages kept getting passed around that um, the 
um, maybe maybe a generational thing or maybe a cultural thing. They, it's like it's a similar appeal to a different sort of authority, the authority of like this person is in the know, so we should trust them. Um, uh, so I don't know. Like I was just like a, as I was reading through the Rhodes Scholar stuff, um, I think uh, contrasting to the um, what was the previous chapter that we just talked about. Um, to the steamroller, oh, yeah. the steamroller. Oh, yeah, steam yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I often get steamrolled by people in my family, um, and sometimes I steamroll back. But I was thinking that uh, oh, this um, this road scholar thing, like the way that he goes about it in the book is, I think from a quite a like a Western, like young, smart sort of, <laughs> like. Yeah, known in like the scientific um, method and things like that. Whereas, depending on who you're talking to, like these things might not work as well. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's, it's an interesting distinction there because, like, I've noticed in like, older generations, their appeal to authority is is slightly different. So, if I can speak for myself, like I've grown up in a um, studying physiotherapy, for example, and we, we've been taught to think very critically uh, and rationally. Um, that's our work. Like we, we assess people on, you know, where are they up to in terms of their walking? Um, can they go home? Can they not go home? You need to give facts. And so that's just kind of been drilled into me. Like, what are the facts? Like, what are the objective measures? Uh, put aside our opinions, put aside our emotions and feelings and all those kind of things. Um, so there's an already kind of like a sense of authority there. Like it's different. Like, um, reason, I guess, features a bit more loudly in me. Whereas when I talk to let's just say older generations, um, sometimes that's, they're just on a different wavelength to me, which isn't a bad thing. I'm just like something I've noticed, like they might, um, their authority might be just, yeah, someone that they trust, uh, or if it's family, uh, or if it's friends, they instantly, like their, that opinion is really elevated and like that, that's their authority. It's not like thinking, uh, rash, rationally necessarily. It might be like, you know, garlic, eating garlic will turn COVID away because this is an article that my friend has shared with me and I trust my friend. I'm just, and when I hear that, I, I start to feel a bit frustrated because I'm just thinking, okay, can you prove to me that point? But then that's where we come from different backgrounds of authority. And yeah, maybe that's a bridge to, to connect through somehow. Um, yeah. It's like choosing like which scholar, which scholar to appeal to or to be aware of, right? Like. I'm with like the, um, you gotta make sure that if you're talking about like a medical doctor, not like some other guy who has a PhD in medical yeah. facts, right? Yeah. Um, but in, if you know that person and where they're coming from, you, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, debunk, debunk the Rhodes Scholar in that same manner. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a, this is probably maybe a bit of a contentious hairy one, but I'll just throw it in there. Like there was a meme that I shared not too long ago online about how, uh, oh, all these people have opinions on, um, on COVID. Um, oh, I forgot the exact wording, but like, basically like, I don't know who to trust anymore. Do I trust like my high school friend, uh, who didn't finish high school or do I trust the doctor and all these smart people in the world who know heaps about COVID? Who do I trust? And it seems to be like right now there's not everyone thinks that way or asks those questions. They just kind of accept what's being said from all sorts of different sources which then makes it really politically um confusing <laughs> yeah like who do i trust yeah. yeah i think i think it's just yeah like i think 
even our our generation and younger people still appeal to authority as well. And it's just like, yeah, it just comes out in 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 your meme, right? Your friend's meme. Who do I mm. trust? You trust the experts. That's a that's an appeal to authority. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and 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 so so it's just yeah, it's just like, oh, because because the because Dr. Kerry Chant is the expert and she says we need to lock down, then then we need to lock down, right? And so that that's the expert. We need to trust that. That's an appeal to authority. We need to ask what, what are the reasons, what's the what what are the biases behind it, and so the biggest example that I got from tactics, is, yeah, is the um, person who says you need to trust like we we believe in science we need to trust the science, so, and so science has disproved that, um, you know there is a creator that designed the world. And then, but the thing is, they're coming from a materialistic philosophical worldview. Right, so they won't accept anything that's outside of materialism, and so obviously they, they can't they can't accept a creator. But you can use the same you can use the same set of facts and reason that there is a creator. Hmm. Right, you can use the same set of facts that we have before us in the world, like DNA and stuff like that. You go, well, there's there's got to be someone who made this with a purpose. Hmm. And then they go, no, you can't you, you can't accept that, like because science has a materialistic worldview to begin with. So everything has to be material. Um, you can't have a, a, a creator or God um, to, and so, so because they start off with those assumptions, they end at a different conclusion with the same set of facts. Um, and then that, it, that's an appeal to, to authority or experts. Yeah, and I think it also happens in Christian circles, right? Like we go, is done, is good. I don't know if mm. you guys heard that. Like, if it's, it's from Don Carson, then it's good. Yeah. Right? It's That's usually pretty good. good. It's usually pretty good, right? But you still well, got nine nine percent. You still got a question, like, think about what's his reasoning, right? Yeah. Like when he makes when he makes a point, what is his reasoning? Where where is he coming from? What's the what is where in the Bible is he getting this these points from? And how does he reason through there? And I mm. think, like, uh, like I want to guard myself from that too. Going, oh, I'm your pastor. I say it must like it's 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 authoritative. It's like no, you gotta gotta show my working. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my point of view and my working is up for up for um, I guess analysis. <laughs> yeah, I think a subtle way this could come out as well in Christian circles is, you know, my pastor says this. Oh yeah. Versus, uh, actually, your pastor actually just wants you to say it from God's word. <laughs> like, yeah, God's word says this. Um, yeah, I respect my pastor, but at the end of the day, like, I'm, I'm a Christian and I can read the Bible for myself too. And yeah, we want our people to you know, read the Bible for themselves and not just pull out the pastor trump card. Mm. And I think something else, uh, uh, like great book of says is that, um, there may be expertise in that area, say, for example, the pastor, but then they may speak in opinion about health, for example. Mm. Right, and then someone say, "Oh, my pastor said this about health." Yeah. Well, then, like, that is the discrepancy already in the sense that his expertise is in theology, mm. but he's made a made a moral or a uh, a statement about something that's not in his expertise. Mm. Mm. So, same like with Carrie Chan, right? We don't know her expertise. We just think she just has a doctor in front of her. We don't know what her field of expertise is. She might be yeah. a a general doctor, for example, mm. 
but she's sure. not in like a disease or whatever. And so she's giving all these advice. Maybe, well, you know, there, there has to be some fact checking there that's outside of that and you know you take that or not take it hmm. so i think people can say like you know, expert scholars can say things if it's in their field then maybe okay um they can make statements in their field but when they make statements outside their field then it's uh something that you can't really say oh that that person said it so that must be true so does this get then get tricky when you're going on youtube and watching stuff because you know, all, all sorts of YouTubers come from different backgrounds. Yeah, and they that's right. And, that's right. Yeah. And we, we got to find out what what's their expertise, mm-hmm. or what yeah. they're scholarly in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but if, and I think it's the same time. I think it's also going, like even if it is in the in their field of expertise, like, like they might have a prejudice a bias. or a bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even if even if they're expert in the bible right they might be an expert in the bible to debunk the bible because they have a bias against the bible you know what i mean like Mm. yeah Mm. yeah and i think i think i think like everyone has has an has is is uh, um qualified to talk about like issues of morality and ethics right like how do we live how do we live our life and you don't necessarily have to listen to an expert in to do that and i think we 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 got to think about the reasoning behind things all right so if you were to summarize you know take home points what am i to do with all this in a short sharp 10 second statement yep how would you summarize it sometimes you can't win the argument but remember you're repping jesus and and so rep jesus well and uh, don't take abuse personally i guess if they're against you or yeah i think i think it's just always our our first our first thought could be um yeah well i'm about i'm I'm an ambassador for christ and how would i represent him well Yeah, Rena. Yeah. <laughs> I think yes. Uh, I think the the good principle. I think uh, uh, it helps you to focus on being thinking critically about things like you know, whether the Rhodes Scholar uh, to think critically about the Rhodes Scholar or what he says and what where he's coming from. Uh, about the steamrolling is, you know, being gracious and also being firm and, and practicing that. Like, I think getting, like, it's just helpful in, in conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my summary would be uh, for the steamroller one, just be aware whether, uh, be self aware. Like, am I the one steamrolling? <laughs> um, and if, if I'm, uh, encountering someone who is steamrolling me, you know, win the person, uh, not, not necessarily the argument. And for the road scholar, it's just, you know, evaluate, um, evaluate the facts, look at the reasoning, not just the opinions. Uh, and then from there, you can kind of make a decision, weigh it up essentially you know, on what people are saying. 
Alright, uh, well, we, that, that brings us to a close uh, to this week's uh, podcast. We hope you've um, found this week uh, helpful or beneficial uh, to you. Um, yeah, we pray that it will be useful for you as you seek to keep repping Jesus. We pray that you will rep him well uh, and yeah, honor Christ in, in doing that. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We hope you can join us uh, next week.